Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez, and with me always... It's your boy, Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Hey, Cash. For the new people who just tuned in to Don't Sleep on the Couch, finding us for the first time, I think we this is episode 171 we're going into. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just stumbled across us. If you can, just stumble, let them know who we are and what we do. Man, if you just stumble, you know, you're in for a treat, man. Each and every week, barbershop band to music, sports, entertainment, culture. We have indie artists. We have all sorts of walks of nature that come on a podcast. You just never know. You just might want to tune in if you want to get that real authentic conversation on music and sports in particular. That's what we hang our hats on each and every week. So, Y'all come check us out, man. But before you check us out, before you share and do all that stuff, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, and make sure you comment in whatever podcast, you know, whatever app you're using. You know, make sure you comment and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at don't sleep underscore net. So that's the best time where you can follow us as well or easiest way to follow us. We post every single time we post something any clips or anything like that. If you miss a few episodes, want to see what we're talking about, who we talking to. So check us out that way. Man, yeah, just give us any type of help you can on those algorithms if you're liking this product, man. You got to hit that like button. You got to hit those, uh, leave a comment. Leave a comment. Uh, or you got to, you know, go ahead and rate us on, on whatever streaming service that you're listening to it from. It, it helps out big time. <laughs> but Cash, episode 171, uh, what are we going to get in today? Man, we got a little bit of everything, man. You got a regular run of the mills, album time, you know, a shit ton of albums dropped last week. We we picked out a few uh that we checked out and 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 then some. So we'll kind of get into it on the list right now. We have uh uh one of our mainstays here on the podcast and um dropped a lot of projects. JR, he dropped a project called Hoop Dreams 2. Uh had a lot of great features on that. We'll get into that. We also had Lloyd Banks. He dropped a follow-up to his uh, previous album, Cody 2. So, of course, of the inevitable uh, part two. You also had DJ Premier drop a little EP. So, we're going to check that out as well. And then, you know, CMG, Yo Gotti and those boys. Uh, Moneybag, Yo Mozzie, the whole roster dropped something. It's a long, long listen, but I started listening to it. I like what I hear so far. And then we'll get into Rowdy Rebel, man. He dropped something as well. So, and I, I checked a little bit of that out. You know, I was back home in New York. So I was getting that off, you know, just listening to that. So it, it was a pretty, pretty, pretty uh, decent listen. You know what I mean? But we'll, we'll get all into that. So that's on the music side. We got some singles that dropped as well. Uh, but first up, man, uh, you know, Prez sent me a, you know, a quick interview. The Pivot, if y'all watch The Pivot, really, really awesome podcast you know with uh ryan clark and channing crowder and and fred taylor like they they doing their thing on there and uh they had one of Prez's old faithful on man um jamarcus <laughs> russell so i mean i think that's probably one of the best places to start because that interview was fire man i, I wish we could get those those type of guys on there man it had those relationships but they played in the league so they got some good content yeah, they, on there they, they got some good contacts. I mean, and and they still got the TV network with Ryan Clark. So, you know, getting them that exposure, we can't guarantee that type of exposure. But, I mean, I guarantee it'll be a good it's interview. Dope. That's about as far as I can go. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, dope, it was yeah. a dope interview. I can't even front, man. They let Jamarcus yeah. go. But, man, love. for the people that didn't watch, man, we, we'll give you a quick synopsis of what happened, man. But, I mean, Prez, this is your team. 
your guy, you don't know, you know this situation intimately, man. So I'll let you take it away. So, so for y'all who don't know, I'm a big time Raiders fan, a uh, huge, huge, huge Raiders fan. Going to another Raiders game this year, going to be going to the Indianapolis Colts game on November 13th in Vegas. So if you're there, hey, holla at me. Uh, but hey, the 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 big one of the Raiders haven't been good for a while. Like we've been struggling ever since those early 2000s. We started to come back around. We made this playoff appearance this year, uh, looking up and up. We're getting Devontae Adams. So everything is on up and up. But uh, it's times like this that, you know, everybody else want to bring you down. They want to reflect over your failures and everything else that happened in between. So uh, Jamarcus Russell, who is labeled as one of one of the bigger busts, uh, in the NFL, if not the biggest. And uh, they, the reason they would say the biggest bust was just because uh, the way rookie contracts had ballooned up at that point and he, his guaranteed money was something like 35 mil uh, guaranteed due for signing, never threw a ball on the on the field in the NFL and stuff like this. And that was the last year that they did that. After that, they reverted back down and they now we got the structure that we got now with rookies. First, first round only going to get so much uh, second round is only going to get so much and so on. And then they gave a little bit more money to the veterans. So you got to earn your contract a little bit more because it was, it was getting a bit ridiculous on the, uh, on the contract. So no, no, that part is part of the reason they label him the bus and the biggest was because of the money that was coming in. And then the other part would be just the fact that once he left our team, he hasn't played in the league again. And, Usually with some of these first round draft picks, they get a second, third chance to try to prove because the talent is obviously there. But with Jamarcus, for some odd reason, you know, like that, that didn't happen. So I don't know if that was mainly him. We we always just speculated at this point. Was that him? Was it his work ethic? Was it uh, just got a bad, was he just being blackballed from the league? That part we didn't know at all. So this was him finally opening up and kind of telling his side of the story after so much, so many people done put like dirt on his name and everything. And uh, um, that'd be to like coaches coming out talking about, uh, you know, or, or telling him to review game tapes and nothing being on the actual tape just to see what he was going to come back with. And, you know, allegedly like he come back <laughs> and he, he said he watched something when it was a blank tape. So things of that nature. So, but now like that, that's the backstory. Now we get into this pivot podcast and we hearing Jamarcus Russell's side of the story. Right. And I will tell you as being a person from Mobile, Alabama, I can understand. I understand where he's coming from. I love the twang up in them. Yeah. yeah, You want to translate some Jamarcus. (laughs) I understood every word, but like, you know, a certain (laughs) emphasis and inflections and where you know where he, where he, you know, where he's upset and shit like that. So he brought up a, a lot of interesting stuff, man. He came at Cam as well. I not really came at him, but he addressed some things Cam said about him, and, and hopefully those guys get to talk at some point. But go ahead, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so so he comes on here. He addressed, he comes up in here, and he said like he thought he was set up for a great situation coming down to a team that had Randy Moss at the time. But before he ever stepped on the field, you know, we traded Randy Moss to the, the Patriots. And now he's left with, you know, scraps. That's the best I can kind of word it, you know what I mean? But he's trying to make that work. So the team was kind of set up for, you know, and they looking for him to just magically make stuff happen with nothing. And as we've seen so many times in the NFL, players can't make nothing happen with nothing. Hell, they struggle with an average team, you know what I mean, to actually make them better. So uh, it's very, very, very few 
uh, quarterbacks or players and all just like that can just excel and just make a team win without having the other parts around them. And it, it don't, don't seem, happen. He, ad- he also addressed a lot in um, that podcast in terms of how the team didn't really seem to want to even set him up. Like most quarterbacks, most number one picks with that much money invested in them, like we didn't, you got to see the behind the scenes. You got to see, um, you know, Al Davis and the structure kind of beginning to go in a, another direction. You know, him starting to listen to his counsel a little bit more so than, you know, he had love. He not had love. Al. He didn't? Not, Al. Uh, not, not Al Davis did. That's the whole reason they got Jamarcus because he wanted Jamarcus over That's what I said. That's what I said. He was starting. But, it, but when it started to kind of, you know, people had hit their issues with him. He What Jamarcus said is that even though Al wanted him, he just listened to kind of everybody else in terms of like, nah, we got to let this guy go. Well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and that was the part I was going to get into, the the tumultuous little period of the Raiders that was going on. We had Lane Kiffin as a head coach, and that was a horrible idea. We seen like how he went and messed up several programs before he started fitting in again over there at Alabama and reviving his little self, his career. And he's but, had uh, several yeah, chances he, <laughs> since then. Yeah, you he, know was what a, I'm he was just a young, he was just a young coach, inexperienced. And then, true, you true. know, Jamarcus wasn't the, the player that he wanted. So it don't seem like he had the, at that point in time, you know, really the skills to actually like train, mold, teach somebody. Uh, maybe he learned that over time now. Maybe Lane Kiffin is just totally different. But I remember then that that wasn't the case. And then you had, uh, after they cut him loose in the middle of the season, then we had uh, Tom Cable come fill in, right? And then you had Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson was trying to set up, and that's somebody who I, who we know as a black coach can, can set up and win and stuff like this. And I, I, I'm confident at that time it was more of an evaluation of what they can do and what they the talent they got and uh, what, what Jamarcus was actually bringing. So, Throughout this podcast, he spoke on all these things, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, we we got our little military thing. I don't think he had enough ownership of his own situation. I kept noticing that little portion, and uh, that's where I thought he kind of failed. It was just like, okay, you're telling all the story, but I, no matter who you name, all these other players, they didn't have, they didn't play for other teams, and other teams that gave him another shot. Why didn't you get another team? It has to be something uh, that that backing all this stuff up, or where. Some of this had to be true. Some of this had yeah, to be true. And um, if, if 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 you saying you got to put the team on your back or that's what they wanted and stuff like that, you getting paid more than any other rookie that never got paid. Bro, just 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 go give it your all. Like I want to say, like you know, you hear about so many players like, oh, I did this and I slimmed down twenty pounds and I'm this the best shape I ever been. I haven't heard that one time in like Jamarcus' career why he was with the Raiders. You know what I mean? Why he blew, ballooned is in up? The best yeah, shape yeah, of his yeah. life, and he's ready to go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that—that that didn't happen. So that's still telling me that overall, did you put? Did you give your all? And I understand everything that he was saying that was going on with his family being moved to a different situation. Hell, we was moved out there to California to start off uh, the jump to start off our uh, manhood, not going into it. I understand being that far away from home and all this little things and all that stuff that happened. But hey, it's, it's that's everybody. That's everybody on this team. They all had a starting point somewhere. And most of the time it wasn't in their little home, little town area or somewhere where they can kind of feel close. You're getting paid $30 million. You're supposed to make it kind of work. Uh, everything that's going against you, uh, you got to fight a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, go up there and 
I want to hear about what you done did. And I, that part, he still didn't shine enough light on that, on his ownership part to me. Like, what was he doing to train and tell me why he couldn't get in the best shape? Like, why those words ain't never been mentioned with the best shape of his life? And, you know, the, he had been working with this and this. Uh, we see what Derek Carr does during the offseason. He goes and work with these receivers and he's strong with them constantly and they they get that little team little spirit it helps get his time and stuff down i don't know if he was doing that but i tend to not believe that he was when he's out of his own mouth when he was saying that he was leaving practices you know as soon as they was over and everybody go about their own business and i understand if that's the culture that it was at that time frame but as we've seen with good quarterbacks, they the one who corral all those players and then, you know, get that get that time and, and, and talk to them and convince them to go up in it. So I, I, that part, I just feel like it wasn't enough ownership on what he he, he, he shined a good light on what everybody else was doing. And I, I'm very aware that, that that opened my eyes a little bit to what was going in on in the, in the organization. But I still don't think it was enough light shined back on him because it has to be some... It's it's both. I can see that be both. You got to have some ownership on these situations, and I didn't hear that enough. Right, and and for me, it's kind of like it's it's all those things mixed into one, and and that's why I was kind of like pointing when you were like the the ownership part because you know I was waiting until we actually got on a podcast to talk about it, so we wouldn't you know kind of blow all of our conversation on it just shooting a breeze. But yeah, I heard, I didn't hear no accountability, and I was like, yo, I, I want to know what you did and what you could have done better and, and none of that ever came out of his mouth and I kept saying like damn like you know maybe he didn't and, and the other thing is it didn't seem like he had any OGs on the team or anybody really truly truly rooting for him to to do better to tell him how to move to tell him hey man you you do need to be the first guy in the building you're, you're the leader of the team that, I mean regardless of what age you come in you get that guaranteed contract you you end up with the big dogs you're a grown up now and you know you have to be able to handle that type of expectation. And uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, for a long time, I believe a lot of people that talk about, you know, us, you know, when we talk about football, we use the race card every now and then, you know, in terms of just guys not getting another shot. If this would have been this guy, this would have been this guy. But, um, you know, I think it was like just that, that snowball effect of everything that was reported about him that you never hear about other quarterbacks. Plus, some of the shit that was true about some of the things that was getting out. You know what I mean? So it was like all of those things combined. And plus he never really took ownership over, over his own health or lack of playmaking. Like he blamed not having good teammates, but shit, everybody doesn't have good teammates. You're the number one pick. That's what's expected. Like you expected to lift the franchise. You know what I mean? That part, he bl- where he, where that part where he was talking about the running backs. He threw like the screen like <laughs> yeah. six times and they didn't catch it. He was like, they could catch six passes in the front. What did it make you think they was catching again? Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was going off, man. Like he had some valid points as to why he struggled. And I I'm very sympathetic to that. But like you said, man, like sometimes I take off that hat and I tell I put on my my managerial hat and uh, you know, whenever you supervise somebody when all they do is complain and complain and complain, but at no point do they ever look inward. And I'm always like, damn, well, is it everybody else's fault except for you? Because you're the common denominator as to why this shit isn't happening or working out. So, you know, you have to take a little bit, even if it's a little little bit of ownership. I, I wish he would have took that. And then the other part was where I was like, yo, maybe he just hasn't accepted 
fault in this is when uh I think what Ryan Clark Ryan Clark asked him um a particular question and it just escaped my damn head in terms of um I don't know if he asked him outright what he could have done better, but he just kind of skirted around it, man. And I just yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know he I, that on question. Yeah, like Ryan directly was asking them questions and he would go off into something <laughs> something else and spin it back um to him. And I was just like uh spin it back into others, not not him. And you know what I mean? So uh, at the end of the day, man, it was really passionate. He was really passionate about how he was speaking. You could tell he didn't do these interviews. Oh, no. Now I know what it was. It's like, why didn't he ever address the lies? Why didn't he ever come back and say anything about it or, you know, do any of those things? Like, if they were flat-out lies about what he did or did not do, why why didn't he acknowledge or not acknowledge, but at least bring that to the forefront? And I guess he mm-hmm. said it was something to the fact that old oh, people wasn't really doing it like that back then as far as out in their management True. and stuff like that. So, you know, understood. But, man, damn, if it's a blatant lie and you have been out to league for X amount of years and you actually want to come back and play, that's what lead me to believe is that this man, <laughs> he did not want to come back and play after he got that bag. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that's like, that's, that's what it is. That's all it is. He, he got $35 million guaranteed, right? Or was it that's what he yeah. signed for? And it, 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 he got 35 mil guaranteed. So you're telling me after getting 35 mil guaranteed at the coming from Mobile from Alabama. From Mobile, Alabama. Come on, man. You we had, we'd have had several players from Mobile, Alabama on the Raiders, by the way. Rodney Hudson. Yeah, he 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 got that. Mm-hmm. And he you can kind of tell from the play that you can put on the field for the past three years, like your chances of getting this same type of salary again. No. Slim. And he and earned it. He earned it. That, he earned it in yeah. terms of how he balled out in college. Like, yes, yeah. um, we thought he was gonna be the shit, you know what I mean? But however, I think, like I said, he got that bag, is from Mobile, Alabama, missed home, was going through all the stuff he was going through in his personal life. And once that's all he really needed, like you can literally live off $35 million. Is you know what I mean? Like you could do your thing for the rest of your life and not really have to work and go enjoy life and make the right, some business decisions to keep some reoccurring money coming in. And that's the good life. You give any of us 35 million, I think we all quit our jobs right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 20, at 20 for some reason? Are you kidding me? 35 million. Yeah, so I, I think that was really, I mean, it, at the end of the day, is he, had, he ain't really had no I, I don't no know. Love for I don't know game. what's inside him. I can only uh, speculate, and that's what I would speculate because of what he's saying he's doing right now. He said he's good. Financially, he ain't like balling out and like showing all this little stuff, but he, he ain't got to work. His kids ain't got to work. And like, well, I mean, he he do work. His kids are set, you know, and they're all the way up to his grandkids. So that's what you would expect with somebody who had 35 million and staying locally in Mobile, Alabama, right? Uh, I like what he said that he's doing now with the school, the kids, and going back and like, uh, you know, giving them that type of advice for ball. I, are you? Good that he's shining a light on what he's currently doing and how he's like continually giving back, letting people learn off his his. Like he said, he was pointing out the other people's mistakes too, and saying like this ain't what you want to do. So, uh, yeah, you. No matter what, he has that experience. He's somebody that you could talk to. He'd have made it, and he's been on that level. So the knowledge he's given to anybody who hasn't been there is value. You know. In my opinion, 
And all in all, y'all, if y'all want to watch that, I, I highly recommend y'all watch that whole thing. If you're a football junkie and we, you know, look, look we in the in between and in between stage now, you know, summer league. If you if you a hoop fan, summer league is over. So it's like there's literally is nothing sports wise going on for the folks that that do the uh, basketball and football and you kind of and baseball is in that in that stage dog days of summer as well where the games they count they matter don't MLB fans don't don't kill me but y'all know we ain't watching your sport till about late August early September <laughs> <laughs> and that, and by then college football <laughs> NFL yeah, is starting right back up. So at that point, yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, how, how do you, you know, recommend you guys watch that? Let us know what y'all think about it. Um, did he did he have any accountability or, you know, let us know your thoughts uh, in the comments or whatever. So really, really dope interview. So, staying on sports real quick, man. Uh, Madden. Uh, I don't know if you've been uh, watching. We haven't been playing like Madden. I ain't, I ain't played it every year. You know, I brought it last year when they said it was going to fix a couple things. I thought it was pretty good. I like how it kind of advanced. But this year, Madden, they supposed to go back and address, uh, well, they already like came out with the advertising. They're addressing a lot of the franchise issues and stuff like this. And like, uh, are you planning on playing a new uh, Madden when it come out this year? Or are you getting it? Uh, man, am, weeks I, from now? am I donating? Eighty dollars to Madden again? <laughs> Absolutely. They, hey, what I'm saying, like, Absolutely. Yeah, I, it's not every year that I'm I'm gonna say like, hey, you should get it and stuff like this because no, it's a Madden cover. It's a roster update. Yeah. yeah, it's a roster update. But it seems like this one is gonna be a big jump in what they're fixing for the single player experience. So uh, if you want to do your own franchise and stuff like this, they're fixing that little issue. It's not focused on that uh, mutt that, that they've been doing, the Madden Ultimate Teams and stuff like this. So, Thank goodness, uh, man, because that, that was like, yeah. that's that's for children. And then number two, children, they, like, it, my kid, man, like, he, he loves football, he loves basketball, but, like, he's not playing those type of games for the cards and the money. Like, he... Those things don't move them, you know what I mean? That it's actually getting online and playing people and talking noise uh, with friends. That the actual gameplay is the the main thing for him. That mm-hmm. all that other stuff, he's not buying. He's not spending his virtual dollars, you know, on that type of stuff on Madden or two K. So, and I, I've never spent any virtual dollars on either one of them either. You know what I mean? So, we'll, we'll see. But I'm definitely well, we getting. Got- we got Devontae Adams. We got weapons now on my on the Raiders. I was going to buy regardless. It's a Madden cover that makes me even want to buy it even more. So, like, hey, uh, you know, just everything's looking up and up for the Raiders on that. We may actually have a decent team. I ain't got to go, you know, first team first, trade away everybody to make a decent team. Like, that's how I use that to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he really was building the franchise every year. <laughs> This year, I actually play with the team they gave me. Oh, uh, man. But, yeah. For <laughs> sure, so, yeah. I'm definitely getting it. When, when it comes out, I haven't even looked up when it comes out. Uh, I think it's like August 19th. Oh, damn. We still got to wait. We still a ways away. All right, all right. For yeah. sure. All right, man. So, uh, shoot. Man, I may be off. It may be July 19th. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it's, it. it's soon. It's, yeah, it's they've been finished. pushing up these releases for these uh, 2K and Madden. A few weeks every year, you know what I mean. So you have it a good, a cool month to six weeks before the season even starts. And I don't be mad at that. I don't be mad at that at all, man. So I'm copping it for sure, man. But uh, you know, speaking of copping, what albums did you buy? What albums did did you lend your time to uh, this week, man? Besides the ones we about to, about to get into. Other than those, 
I, I, I was listening to old albums, bro. I was like, uh, like I'm still on that. <laughs> I'm still on that Balls Monday. Uh, I'm still enjoying the the Saha. Okay. I went back and listened to Saha, the E got the, the the EP. I listened to that No Dope on Sundays. Uh, I was also listening to the Lupe. I was listening to that quite a bit. So, but yeah, other than that, then it was the like the new albums. But when I was going back. Listen at the stuff I wanted to. It was yeah, yeah. I can dig it. I can dig it. I, I just got into the new stuff because I had uh some travel. You know, my I had went to New York this weekend, so I mean, I had a quick flight in and out. You know what I mean? But in the airport, going to and from, I listened to the album. So got a good solid listen with everything that you know we talked about earlier: the Lloyd Banks, the uh, Jr., the CMG, Rowdy Rebel, and uh, so on and so forth, and uh, DJ Premier. So. Um, I know you listen to them as well, you know, because we have an agenda mm-hmm. and we have a schedule, you know, folks. We just don't come up with this off the top of our head. We busy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'll, I'll start. I mean, we can start with either one, man. I think Lloyd Banks is the one first up. So let, let's start with the uh, Banks, Course of the Course of the Inevitable Part 2. Man, so Course of the Inevitable, man. Like, uh, if you remember my review for the last one, it was kind of short. You know what I mean? Because like I was saying, like I wasn't really like it wasn't big on my list. You know what I mean? I know you had a more in depth review of it, but for me, it was just it was it was okay. It was nice showing, but I mean, like it was. Uh, I appreciated the features more than I appreciated him because of I felt like it was what he was lacking uh, as being an artist who I didn't think was adapting to the times and the things that they could do with the sound, the production, and stuff like this. Uh, Maybe add a little ad lib. Maybe ask her a little question in the background. Um, stuff that we don't even must notice that artists do now until somebody doesn't do, doesn't do it. You know what I mean? And it, it kind of just like it's just a one tone all the way through. And I'm like, man, this thing is missing something. That's kind of what I was saying it was missing. So that was like my review of the last one. And uh, going into this one, I was hoping I wasn't gonna get the same experience. I was hoping he was gonna like you know. I don't know if I was the only one saying some criticism, but what other people had to say the same thing because on this album, Cash, guess what we find? He's playing around with the voices. He's adding a little bit more uh, echo to it. He's, uh, you know, he's worked on his his hooks. He to add all that little ambiance that you need with the sound as well, too, to not sound, to, to bring his style, even though it may be an older, uh, you know, his flow and everything may be, uh, the older style flow, but bringing it up until the 2022. And I th- think he did a great job on bringing that kind of forward on this with his production and everything, mixing that in, making the the tracks more engaging to for, for me, for my style of rap that I want. Like, I want a little bit more engaging. He, he, he definitely did that this time around. Yeah, I think this time around, um, I wasn't as high on, on the album, not as far as just like, I think the the first time around when we listened to the first one, it was because I hadn't heard Banks in such a long time rap. You know what I mean? A lot of that. And I was like very, very impressed with it. You know what I mean? And some maybe some of the songs just stuck to me a little bit more because I instantly ran those that album back and kind of listened to it a lot. You know what I mean? This weekend, again, this is like an initial review. So this isn't my final thoughts or nothing like that. It may pop up on my end of year list. It may not. I don't know. I've listened to the album a total of two times from front to back. And I got to say that, again, the the features that he have on here, great. He 
he stood right there with him. I also like that he added a third verse to a lot of those songs as well with Conway, with uh, Benny the Butcher, who had a phenomenal um, guest appearance on here. Kiss, and Kiss, Kiss did what yeah. Kiss does, man, on there. And then um, you had Bottle on there as well as another addition. Yeah, Vado and uh, Davies on the song Traffic. Yeah, I like that Yeah, one Tony Yayo's on there as well. So uh, Tony Yayo on uh, Don't Switch. Yeah. And I was, yo, it was, it was good to hear Tony Yayo, to be honest. Like, I, I yeah, don't know when the last, I don't know when the last time you heard Tony Yayo, but he was always good for, I can't say like, his presence was always felt on, on G-Unit projects, if that, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, we know Yayo wasn't the best rapper but like the personality is what you you know you signed up for kind of like uh what's our man on uh mmg that we love a lot um gunplay yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean except for gunplay has gotten way better as uh you know making music and shit like that but nevertheless man that's kind of what i felt when i heard tony yayo is like i like to hear tony yayo's off kilter flow and it was just good to hear him you know what i mean but overall i think the beat selection was a little bit more upbeat um, like you said, and, and overall, man, I think he's still spitting, but I, I like, I just like the growth in Banks, man. Like I, I asked for growth so much to the point to where I can't be mad when I hear growth and um, the punchlines. And then you, the other thing that kind of brought clarity to how he raps and why he changed up the the tone was, uh, I think he, he was on Joe Button's podcast and that's another uh, podcast that I had got a chance to listen to, um, you know, while I was on my vacation, you know, just watching it, chilling. And uh, he, he spoke to why he changed, switched up the style. He just didn't want to do the punchline rap no more. And he wanted to just make b- more, better songs. And I think he's accomplished that with this album return, you know, two albums in a row. So I think right now, the only thing that's missing, like I said, the production sounds uh, better on this album as opposed to the first one. Doesn't mean either the production was bad. It just sounds better. I I, I just got to call a spade a spade on that. However, I like the songs on the first one more. Is that contradicting? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just like. Well, said, I think we kind of flip black. Yeah, because yeah. I, you know, I, I like, I like the second one better than that yeah. that first one. The first one, the the features on there, like I thought they they shine real well, but I didn't think it it highlighted um, mm. Banks as yeah. much as. And then the hype behind it that came behind that, I was just like, I know y'all got to be hearing the same thing I'm hearing. But I guess everybody didn't. They look past that. They can tone that. They can, you know, just go strictly. It was the raps. It was the raps. And I think that, but here's the thing. So that's the other thing I would say to you is like, there's guys that we both listen to that may not have the best beats, but they raps be shining through and they carry a bad beat. I think we were just talking about that uh, last week. I won't bring nobody up because I don't want to like, throw anybody under the mm-hmm. bus. You know what I mean? But there's countless guys that I know me and you listen to that where you're like, this, this beat wasn't good, but damn if he wasn't rapping his ass off. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. sometimes yeah. that happens. And um, But if, you know, then we have the area to where sometimes me and you don't even agree on that shit because I may be like, yo, he's spitting some some dope shit and you'll be like, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, it, this just ain't it. You know, I don't think he's touching wherever I need him to touch in terms of the bars. So I think when he traded in the, um, that punchline flow for more of a more song structure flow and the beat switch, you know, he's not no longer has the the production of when he was on, you know, in the scope and G unit. That's where you, you know, that's where you fell in love with him with doing those things in the street mixtapes and rapping over like premier 
you know, top tier beats, you know what I mean? And now it's like, he's more back to that indie flow and it, it's, it could be. Sounded good. It yeah. Good. They sound good. good. I mean, if they he continue good. to do this right here, I can see like, uh, I think I told you like earlier, I was like, I can see just like with uh, like Jim Jones came out of nowhere and kind of like shocked us with that little, uh, the one that he had. That's a good example. Like, man, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't think you like you keep evolving this late game on it because we haven't really like kind of seen it people like but now it is becoming commonplace these rappers are you know kind of owning what they do and not trying to find that not not rejecting i would say rejecting the industry formula and then doing what they're doing and then leaving us with great great bodies of work you know what i mean at the end of it they're doing exactly what we asked him to do like a lot of these rappers in the resurgence of certain rappers um in the the late 90s uh, early 2000s, like the spitters, the guys that we know that could wrap, the, wrap their ass off. They're doing what we just asked. It's just like, make something that you like. You know what I mean? Just make some shit for your core audience and continue to make that shit because, you know, the time passes everybody by in terms of being the it guy. But, you know, if I think if you do what you do best and continue to put that shit out and have your little, you know, your ecosystem uh, so to speak, or your fan base uh, continue to buy into your music, you'll be fine. And again, this Banks is, there's nothing trash about this. It's nothing mid about it. Like, he sounds good on here. He sounds, the features yeah, yeah. sound good on here. I don't think he still gets these features just off his namesake. People know what he did in the past and where he's at now. And he sounds he sounds good. Like, so that that's where I'll leave so it. Four, 14 songs, uh, 45 minutes. What what are the highlights ones for you? Which ones would you highlight? Uh, I'll play um, a lot. The uh, social. Let me open my phone here. It's uh, the murder one. Socialize. uh, Power steering with Lloyd Banks that I mentioned, and Living Proof right now uh, with Benny the Butcher. I like Impact. I like the lead off. So that's one thing that we didn't highlight. Uh, You know, I like the lead off to it, and see it seemed like the perfect type of lead off. It wasn't like super boastful and anything like that. But I think he said what he needed to say in terms of his return and how he was received prior uh, to this project. So all in all, man, I got about five joints that I threw on a playlist immediately to, to return to that caught me Um, five joints. Yeah. Five joints. uh, The features mainly uh, are some of them. And then um, again, yeah, fell fell in love was a nice little bop too, by the way, the fell in love. That was a good Ah, tempo change. Yeah, it, it sounded like something reminiscent of an early 2000s song, but eh, I was cool. I was cool on it just to get a good change of pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those are ones that I like. So, so for me, it was Impact, Menace featuring Conway. You had uh, Living Proof well, featuring Benny. I thought that was good. Power Steering with, with Jada Kiss. I thought that was like a standout track. Socialize, Don't Switch featuring Tony Ayo, Dead Roses, and then Traffic with Vado and Davies. Those are the ones. So I think I took a little bit more than you actually did away from this one. Uh, so that's <laughs> that's a little switch on this. But uh, yeah, those those ones get added in, and uh, yeah, keep, keep listening. I hope we continue to improve on the next one. Like uh, as he's showing these little minor little steps, like in the, the you know getting that full sound, and you know coming back and like uh, like you said the, on the first one, the lyrics was definitely there. So this is getting his production a little bit better. Maybe this next step, I don't know, is kind of blending, getting out, uh, getting it all little bit of figured both. out, and knowing exactly where he's gonna go, and he's he's gaining that bigger audience that he deserves. So 
Yeah, I hope I hope a, a produce like kind of how Nas is rejuvenated. I hope somebody finds Banks or you know what I mean. And just I think what he could benefit from, and this is just my opinion, is just utilizing one producer, seeing seeing how that would sound with somebody. And I think that that might be dope. Depending on who it is, you, you just never know. But I, I think he could stand to do the one producer thing. Uh, that might be dope. So uh, speaking of one producer thing, and then, you know, talking about going through, we got DJ Premier coming up next, who. Uh, you know, early on did the one producer thing uh, along with Royce to Five Nine, and you know when they had Prime. Uh, so and now he's coming back out again, uh, and this one is more of a, a compilation type album done correctly with good good beats and stuff that he chose. You know, uh, uh, it's yeah, some it's, dope uh, break beats and then class, classic premiere. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, okay, all right, bro. <laughs> Spicy off the top ropes. <laughs> it's gallant, but better. So it's an EP. Uh, I don't know how many of these he planned on doing, uh, how many songs he got to the top, but I mean, like, this is, uh, what was this, like four songs, five songs? This is, uh, yeah, five songs, one, five two, songs. Three, four, five, yeah, five songs on this one. Uh, Hip Hop 50, Volume 1, uh, EP. Uh, the names that he have on here, man. Let's name these and then let's talk about let's talk about people that he had on there, and then we'll go into the song. So he yeah. got Joey Badass, he got uh Remy Ma Rhapsody, uh he got Nas, Run the Jews, and Slick Rick and Lil Wayne. And uh some good yeah, con- some- I, I, I thought that was a nice little hey, when you got the pool, these these some nice ones to put on there. It was more of like I'm looking at this and I was like, these are some you know, leaning a little bit more towards the lyrical side, like lean, lean heavy on that little portion. So, uh, came out with, uh, with the joy, badass, uh, letting off steam. Thought that was a great little startup for, him. uh, I wouldn't say it's the best joy, badass song, uh, out right now because he's, he's getting yeah, ready to release his album drop. as well. And like, I, I, it's a couple of uh, cuts that he didn't kind of release that I think, it's a little bit better, but this one getting out his story and telling it, it's it's not a bad little mix up in here. So, yeah. uh, what you think of it? Um, I like I liked it. Um, it was a good listen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, good appetizer. I'm I'm sure there's more to come because this is just volume one. And if y'all don't know, hip hop is turning fifty next year. So, hence the hip hop fifty volume one. I'm sure he'll be doing a little bit more of these and putting them out at a, a decent rate going into next year as well. So um, it's always great to hear good Primo beats. Like, that. That that's it. Like, if Primo drops something, I'm going to stop and listen just out of sheer cur- um, curiosity. Uh, I think Nas came on here and, and killed it in particular. I think he stole the show out of everybody. So well, they- go figure. <laughs> Nas with DJ Premier, like I mean, you know what I mean? Kind no, of like he, they, him, they built the name together, right? Yeah, yeah, him, him, and I mean, like he he went off in those in that beat uh, beat break song, and then uh, Rhapsody and uh, and um, Remy Ma, wow. like I think they smoked that as well as far as their feature. Everybody else, um, I was I was cool on Terrible Tools with Run the Jewel, like all solid, all solid hip hop. Like I mm-hmm. I don't have there's not a bad song on here. Um, Little Wayne was killing me when he. Uh, <laughs> he was killing me on that one part of the song where he, what was he saying like me 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 and he stretched out something to the point where yeah. I was like yo Wayne what is he doing and then he stopped and then he got right into like what the punchline was and I was like okay that's that's the Wayne that I, I remember taking chances and, and just doing some dope shit and, and playing around and having fun you know with hip hop and uh, Slick Rick sounded great too man like haven't heard yeah. Slick Rick in ages you know what I mean um, 
And I haven't been to a concert of his to hear his old music or just anything new in ages. So, he, I mean, everybody sounded relaxed on here. Like, this is a good snack pack, man, to hear, man. Like, I'm cool with five songs. So, y'all go check out uh, BJ Premier's Hip Hop by um, 50, Volume 1. You're saying the Nas? Oh, the Nas. The Nas one by far. Nas one by far. And then after that, then I'll probably say the uh, joint with Remy and Rhapsody. Okay. All right. What's up next? It's JR? Yeah, J- JR is up next, man. 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 Yes. JR, Hoop Dreams 2. You pee six songs, 17 minutes. Uh, you got five songs with Nicholas Craven, produced by Nicholas Craven. And then you got one song that's produced by A.O. Shamir, who's like, hey, we talking about these uh, producer uh, Stockton and Malone. Tandems. Like, this is Kemp, uh, yeah, Kemp and uh, there, there. GP. <laughs> yeah, they go. I mean, they do. They do good things, man. But uh, but yeah, man. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, man. So, like, uh, what was your expectations before you must like listen at this? Like, what was you? Uh, really, man. To be honest with you, I think from interviewing him and uh, a few questions that we asked him on the first hoop dreams, I think we were kind of. My expectations is that he would get a little bit more into, um just things that happen in his, his hooping career. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, good, the bad, the ugly, more, more detail to that. Um, it was not that, you know, he wasn't going that he would probably, he made better songs. He made, he had punches. It was like a lot in there. You know what I'm saying? And I think he Mm, wove a lot. Yeah. He had a lot. He had a lot of, uh, just things he was trying to get off personal stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like little lines here and there to, um, to where it wasn't as much about basketball, but had the right amount of punchlines about basketball. And I think the skits on there um, work really well, really well on there. And if y'all don't know, you know, Earl Manigault is the uh, the cover. And then it's really based off uh, Rebound. Not based off Rebound. This EP isn't based off Rebound, but a lot of the the um, um, skits or the little interludes and in interwoven in the songs are from a rebound. So y'all, y'all check out that movie. So that even made me want to pull up the movie and kind of watch it again. Cause I hadn't seen that movie in quite some time, but, uh, but yeah, from the time I heard those skits, I was like, okay, I see what time it is. And then, uh, you know, ransom and, uh, Nicholas Craven being involved, you know, they did their thing as far as production and features, Ty Ferris, he, he smoked his as well. So I think everybody came to play ball and um, I, I enjoy it, man. It's been on repeat all weekend for me. I'm still getting into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, that, so that's really where I'm at with it. I haven't I haven't sat with it, you know, as much as the other projects because I knew the Banks was longer, the DJ Premier. You know, I know I'm going to listen to this. You know what I mean? Like, he's already got buy-in with me. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll listen to this at this point, you know, and see what it is. I know it's going to be good. I know I'm going to add it all five of the six joints to the, to the collection. But, man, he... He got in his bag on this one. Like it's a lot yeah, of lines. Yeah, man. Like so. Yeah, want to get into that? Like, yeah, he he had definitely had those lines and stuff on this one, man. His good like coming coming forward and uh, on his albums, he just started opening up a little bit you know, and telling those stories that you're mentioning of. So when what I was expecting for this was exactly what I got. You know what I mean? Just him just coming at it and just saying like, hey, you know, highlighting his skills and just like really showing like why he really, you know. Shouldn't be at the spot that he need. He, he need more acclaim. I, he can't get enough acclaim, in my opinion, right now. Like how he's 
what he's doing on these tracks right now. So, and it's the consistency uh, from the jump. Yeah, it's the consistency, yeah. you know, in um the music he does like this. Like if y'all have never checked him out, like do yourself a favor. Like I don't care what type of hip hop you like. Just off the jump in this mic and drill. Just get that mic and drill uh, a, a listen. Cause I mean, he comes forward like right off the run, cutting 40 yards to fourth and inches without performing or forcing friendships. Uh uh if you check some if you if you check the score, you see I've been scorching niggas. And you know, uh it, it, it's just bar to bar, like like similar to that, like he just keep coming back. I, I like how you kind of threw up in this too, because I think this was a point that you catch, what you was kind of saying, what you was expecting. He said, uh, might sing a hook to retort the critics. What are you talking about? I know you ain't talking, man. You always said you like for guys to incorporate song making and uh and make hooks and shit like that. But the thing is, he has hooks in his songs. Like, he don't be rapping straight through everything. Like, he'll break up his songs. He may not be singing shit, but he had, he had, he puts hooks on his, on his albums. But I think if that's the career, everybody's like, a lot of guys that I could rap their ass off, a lot of people was complaining about that. Like, people telling them to make mm-hmm. hooks and shit like that. I, I don't know. I mean, y'all could, that's one thing I would like to ask the, the guys that like, you know, that really rap and, and don't do the hooks as much. Do you just not give a fuck about hooks or is that not, is that something you struggle with that you just don't want to do? I, I'm I'm highly interested. I'm not saying that you need to make hooks because who am I to say how you should make your art? I like your art as is, but I, I always wonder that like, you know what I mean? Like, do guys self? I don't think he need to change up anything. I love this one. Like yeah. I love pulling the little lines out of here when he was just like, "We are not the same. You can't force resemblance." Uh, where he and he had the best one. I thought like uh, like summing it up and with his little metaphors and stuff. It's like my food for thought is more exquisite. Make the morsels vivid. Like yeah. Ooh. So it was another line I had uh had uh caught the Ukraine line. Yeah, I forgot what song he had. No, that's had. coming up later. That's in the later song. <laughs> okay. That's on the give and go. Yeah. That's on so, the very yeah. next song. Yeah, so give and go, go give and go. He, he smoked that. Uh the garden. Yeah. Those are my my two favorite tracks out the gate is give and go and the garden. And in then the that yeah. um Ginobili line, that Ginobili uh Ooh. going left like Ginobili. But yeah, yeah, yeah that that shit was it, and it wasn't I like punches. Uh if, if you're gonna do these punches and like to smooth them in there. Don't don't give me. Can, the, can we come back to that oh, Ukraine ahead, line? Because I definitely want to talk about it. Because talking about give and go, that Ukraine, the Russian, and like this was him and uh, Ransom going back and forth, and then how they teamed up on this little bar, man, was just like that. That one was the one that killed it for me. Like uh, Ukraine, the Russian in talking about Russian in the love. That's how he kind of set it up, and then uh, Ransom came back and equating that to uh, uh, Eddie. Winslow, Winslow. Eddie Madison. Winslow, Eddie Winslow, Eddie, yeah, Eddie yeah. Winslow with uh, Kareem Steph and Superhead at the time. You know, like if you've been around a while, they they was dating and stuff like this, and so like that's kind of how. And he spun that in with uh, Ukraine, Kareem, like uh, like it was it was it was and nice. I, that I like was that you nice pointed that out because uh, people have said the Winslow bar. You know, we've heard mm-hmm. that, but it, it made yeah. sense with the additional, um, you know, Kareem like adding that in so it made sense and everything that's what made it like ill and their back and forth was like nothing short of reminiscent like a kiss and styles like you know that it felt like that because they was back to back on it you know what i'm saying and it just seemed like it was a um you know just it just seemed like a real good sparring session man like as far as just like yes like cats really challenging each other not challenging so you know what i mean y'all know what i mean out there it means like you know you want to get off too you know what i mean and people coming with the best bars you know what i mean so 
I, I enjoyed the hell out of that song, man. So, but but man, but, it was and there was two other little bars on that song too that I was like, man, like uh, he said uh, they scared of they scared of manning up. I'm Peyton to a zone. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, yeah, look, man. He look when he, when he it's almost like when you drop an album, prayers, right? When you drop an album, I know I ain't gonna get this type of stuff, right? Because like you gotta yeah. make songs, but the, the bas- basketball references and bars, and if they when they done well, you, you got me at go. You know, it, it, it's it, it's too many, it's too many in here for me to line up. I, I just want you to say I've listened to it. Uh, you know, five songs again. I listened to this thing probably about three times, and uh, that give and go has been on repeat. And that, this is probably their when you said best collaboration. I I would probably rank this as the best one. I know it's a recency bias, but I just they, they was going the fuck off on this song. <laughs> so it's, it's my favorite one of I'll all of their collabs before the greetings. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, listen. Hey, yeah, y'all got to check it out, man. We've had them on here. A bunch, man. He, you know, like Fred said, man. Y'all, y'all give him a listen and go check his back catalog because he is really, really, really. So dope. yeah, those are the ones I like. Uh, back, uh, I like the whole thing, man. Back, backboard dollars too is a good one. No contest with Ty Ferris. I, I really like the uh, the Ty Ferris part too. Me too. He, Me too. He did his pretty good as well too on the backside over there. Court vision and then the garden. The garden, as you saying, is like another little highlight. That's the one with uh, Ao Shamir. So, yes. Uh, yep. Like I said. Uh, him and him and Jr. When they team up, they're making this amazing like work together. So like I I, I really do like that one as well too. So uh, for sure for sure man. So again, Hoop Dreams two um, produced mainly by uh, Nicholas Craven, Ao Shamir on one of the tracks on the project, and features by Ty Ferris and Ransom. So y'all check that out. Check that out. All right, next up, man. Did you get a chance to get into CMG or the Roddy Rebel? Yes. Okay. So okay. the CMG, I listened to a couple times. On it. Well, I, I listened to a little bit of both. Time. I listened to a little bit of both, so I don't have like a full breakdown on that like that, but I I probably have more praise, heaps of praise for uh, the CMG joint. Like, Yes. I didn't I didn't know. I didn't. I, did, I, I probably played this last... I, I, I'm, the, the team that Yo Gotti got, man, like, yeah, and he's kind of building up on this right, man. I was, I was kind of, you know, when you hear the names and you're just like in passing, you don't think about it, but like all them. Yeah, when you really uh, put them all on one compilation, like, oh shit, he got some guy. You got Money Bag, <laughs> you got uh, ESTG, you got Mozzie now. I mean, of course, himself. Uh, and then like even the, the new people, like Glorilla. Uh, one of the the um ladies on there, I was like, okay, she sound like they all sound good in their their own element. Like it don't, I don't know what what to say. Like it's just like it was a welcome addition, kind of like how Gucci Man's been doing his thing with his team. You know what I mean? That that those have been hit or miss, but he's still letting them do them. And I think this is the same on this project. Yeah, yeah. It's just and like I, I, I liked it. Yeah. So yeah, y'all, like y'all check out the art, check paparazzi. Uh, the one with uh, Kodak, you know, I was gonna end up liking that one, Rocket Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> well, go figure. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it was it was out of these. I probably say I got about eight songs out of this. You know what I mean? That was definitely in the mix. I'm gonna be listening to for a minute. So yeah, twenty seven songs highlighting a bunch of all his artists and everything in this eight. 
very solid song. So yeah. So so far for me, it feels Doghouse, feels really like good. Feels feels really good. Doghouse. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so far for me, it sounds really good, man. It's something I'm I want to get back to. You know what I mean? In fact, I got to pack my my bags right now for the gym tomorrow so I can throw this on. And see see what it really sounds like, you know, in a focused workout, you know what I mean, uh, doing whatever I'm doing tomorrow. So definitely going to check that out. Um, but that's all I got right now for it, man. I, I like what I heard so far, and it, it it really was surpassing my expectations to the point to where I'm like, damn, I waited to the last minute to listen to this. I should have probably gave it um, an early listen, just considering that I, I really enjoyed Yo Gotti's last project. So, you know, but compilation albums are, unfortunately... What we come to expect from them is just it's just some stuff that they putting out there to, you know, give us an appetite uh, appetizer as to what's to come for the different artists. But this one just seems like a it was really a focused effort. You know what I mean? So I'm fucking with it as a result. Okay, Rowdy I, Rebel, man, you lead this one off. You you don't who put this on the I, list. I do it up. I do it up there uh, just because you know I wanted to check it out. I'm I'm in, it's interested just based on you know what happened with him and and kind of just his whole hiatus going to jail you know him and uh, I, I just I don't know man alright I'll just be honest <laughs> I didn't like this thing at all <laughs> and, it, it got, and it got the drill vibes it got the good sounds it got the good beats it has all he of that uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Bobby Smurder, Smurder right? yeah Bobby Smurder that's I don't know why Bobby Smurder's um, name was I uh, was lost for a second but yeah it, it it got the beats. It got like some good energy, some funny witty lines, and all that. But like Rowdy, just he can't rap for me at all. And I just think that it's it's too too bad on that that aspect. You know what I mean? It's not even he got the gift to get. He got everything, but he just can't rap. Like you know what I mean? It's just like I don't want. I I just can't. The beats ain't enough. The good beats are not enough. To carry it in this instance, and I, I and it's a double um, album, not a lot of songs, like forty five minutes, so uh, not a lot of time as far as. But for me, I, I probably won't. I probably won't go back to this. You know what I mean? I tried to listen just to give it a, you know, a taste to see. Oh, he's coming out with an album first before Bobby. Okay, you know what I mean? I would have probably wanted to hear the Bobby joint just with all of the things that he went through his trials and tribulations, and that's kind of why I lent my ear to this. And I was back in the city, like I was, you know, this is a lot. This is a lot what they playing. Whereas I was at a party, and man, like they, this is these dances, this drill movement, and just you know, I, you know, in New York, like I, I could see it. I see the TikToks, I see all of that stuff, and um, you know what the kids are doing and and how they're they're leading and doing, you know, taking the old school joints from the two thousands and stuff like that, speeding it up. And doing their dances and and being New York with it, kind of like the Harlem Shake, like they got their thing. And I I, res, I respect that. And the sound, you know, he's catering to that sound, but that's not what I listen to for an album. You know what I mean? Like only person that really has made me do it out of New York re- and recently is Pop Smoke and Fabio. You know what I mean? But I think they make better songs. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's really where it's at. It just was. Songs wasn't for me, so but that's just my thoughts, my initial thoughts on the Rowdy Rebel. Probably won't get another chance from me, but it is what it is, man. Can't can't do it again. Can't do it again, y'all. I'm I'm right there with you, and then like uh, so like yeah, I heard it and I was like, oh 
Okay, Cash. Uh, we're ready to hear your thoughts on this. Why you put this on the list? But I mean, like, uh, as I say, you just want to like, you know, give it a good listen. I gave it. I lent to the ear, and the same thing. It's just like I was just gonna be like, yeah, it's, it's, was it made? Was it made for me? I ain't gonna attempt to critique it or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let somebody just... endorse this music, like critique it, because just off jump, like I wasn't, I wasn't in on the sound. I wasn't buying into the sound at all. Yeah, so that's where we're leaving. No need to give it any more uh, press. What what other joints uh, did you run to singles or anything that popped up throughout the week that uh, I know you mentioned what you had been listening to, but any other new music as far as singles that you've been <laughs> rocking with? Uh, Malls Monday dropped a new one this week. Oh, damn. Mall, oh. Malls Monday. I guess I got to get it. <laughs> the new Malls Monday shit. Uh, Neo, I know Neo dropped as well. I know we don't talk a lot about R&B on here, so... If y'all listening out there and y'all want y'all y'all R and B heads, if y'all actually R and B heads, if y'all want breakdowns of R and B albums, just just let us know. Hit us up. We may maybe I may have a way to incorporate the R and B albums to where it ain't two dudes talking about R and B. So got more 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 store with that. Y'all let us know. But uh, but yeah, the Neo Neo's fire. Like that's that's right up yeah, your yeah. lane. It's right up your lane. Like the the type of R oh, and B. I, I, I like Neo, so okay. I I definitely go ahead and yeah. listen at it. Uh. The Mozzie you had you had told me about uh, yeah open did you arm. listen to it the open I, arms Mozzie oh, I really like that I think, one I yeah. think he might be the the member of CMG that's dropping next week I think man, it might be him and I hope so I think it I might be him so. that's that's I what I heard so. I'm Robins. liking him with that I don't know what he <laughs> they giving him some good they got him to tweak his sound <laughs> yeah, a little man. bit man but that better production and everything on this man. We already knew Mozzie could like rap. We've been following him for a minute. He has some of the on his album. He goes astray sometimes on some songs and then try to keep it back like a, that. Uh, but it's some songs that he just like kills and like adds onto it. Like it's just it's just perfect, man. I think put on Mozzie a couple years ago, man. So like it's good to see him with somebody who's uh who's who's catering him and like kind of get him to be. Yeah, that's, just, that's helping him find his sound a little bit more. Yeah, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and, and honing it a little bit. You know what I mean, not straying off off that. You know, like, well, hey, this is where you should be. Let's let's go and get that. And that's kind of see like how I, I kind of see from this open arms a little bit more. Yeah, focus. Little tell you tell balance. your story because Mozzie tells some good stories and raps. You know, yeah, it's it's a it's a good balance, and I think uh, he's writing a what's what's um who just dropped and I've he had the song with Soldier Boy. Did we listen to so much music? Yeah, I'll be I'm blanking. He just dropped. What's his name, Buddy? Not Buddy. God damn it, Prez. Thought you know what the hell I'm talking about. Hold on. You said Soldier Boy. He drops. He got to say he got uh, not him dropping with Soldier Boy. It was just an artist from Cali that I'm equating uh, with him, and the name is Westside Boogie. I don't know why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we just talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we just talking about Westside <laughs> Boogie. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely right. Yeah, we mentioned like, <laughs> he dropped with something. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, West, yeah. Westside Boogie, right? So like Westside Boogie, that album, I still, I'm still playing that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't kidding about liking it, and I think that he stayed in his lane a lot and did what he did best. And sometimes, you know, Mozzie, he'll give you that stuff. You know what I mean? But. Like you said, he may be a little squirrely every now and then, but like, yeah, if he honing in on this type of sound, yeah, I can't wait to, you know, uh, see what happens with this actual album. But uh, good, good song to start off. And, um, you know, I, I 
also think that Mozzie can benefit from, um, you know, hooks too. You know what I mean? From, I think uh, Gotti does like the the good hooking up with the R and B artists every now and then on his albums and stuff like that. So Mozzie uh, might be out of here after after this album if it is him. Um, but other joints that came out, Black Mouth, not Black Mouth, Danger Mouse, Black Thought, they dropped the single, and that is called. Uh, Aquamarine, so we're uh, featuring Michael. I can't pronounce his uh, last name, so I'm not going to butcher it, but Aquamarine with Danger Mouse and Black Thought. That's Black Thought. Did what Black Thought does, man. So he's really dope joint. So I think they have an upcoming project as well. Larry June uh, dropped Private Jet. And um, last but not least... You know, when the first time I heard of like that Danger Mouse, like this, uh, when the Jay-Z... Thing and made it an album, right? No, no, Danger Mouse mixed it with like the Beatles. He missed it, mixed it with like the Beatles and stuff like that. So you had Collision Course, and then he took something similar and mixed it. With, okay, like, okay. The Beatles. Yeah, I, I do and remember. It was real good. Yeah, I do remember him doing doing some of those, and a lot of people started doing it. I mean, he's not the first to do it. Clearly, um, people have been doing that yeah. for blends and stuff like that. Well, before that, but I do remember that happening vaguely, and it was really good at the time. So, and I remember it. And getting written about and all that stuff, getting pressed. Um, but yeah, man, Larry June dropped as well. And then also uh, we had a f- one more other person I wanted to list. And my phone keeps cutting off every single time I pull up the list. So y'all bear with me. That's why I'm stumbling. Uh, so Joey Badass, Survivor's Guilt. So that's one of the songs that you were talking about as far as singles yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, dropping that's on, his album. Um, on his album. So he's talking a little bit about Steve's and kind of opening up on on the loss um, that he hasn't really opened up on. So I think this album is going to be probably one of his best albums yet. I mean, <laughs> Press, can you believe like Joey Badass is like almost in his mid thirties, man? He about 33, 34. Yeah. Now. Like yeah, yeah. dude, been out a solid 17 years now, man. Crazy, right? He they came was in kids. At, so like when they right? was dropping those first, they was kids, kids. All right. So, I mean, 17, 18 and I 33, 34. That's, Insane, man, like, to, to just see the growth. So this might be one of his best albums, man, if he opening up and doing things like that because he's already... Say kids. They was, they was extremely young. young. Yeah, we were really, really young. young. So young. Like, like what I'm hearing from him, man. But uh, other than that, man, that, that was it, man. Had the time I liked this weekend seeing family, stuff like that. So a lot of the music, once, twice listened, you know, but... Had the time to listen to it. But, uh, you know, still going through all this stuff. I'm, things may change on some of the... The albums that I did enjoy and how much frequency, you know, I listened to it. But overall, man, a jam-packed music weekend. And there's a shit ton of other recommendations that people have sent my way that I just don't have the time uh, to get to. I know uh, the young man we had on uh, last year, Jaquin the Divine, he dropped another uh, project called Black Sun Zoo. Haven't been able to get to that, but that went... I don't know. I like I liked his first project uh, that I actually got a hold of, which was Delusions of Grandeur, and we interviewed him on that. So, but it was still something that you had to sit down and take your time to listen to. You know what I mean? This is not saying he is like mm-hmm. Lupe, but this the same respect you got to give to Lupe to kind of catch the bars, and the same thing you would do with a a Jr. that drops. Like he's in that vein. Like you, you got to listen to everything ties together, and he, it's also well thought out. So when the artist takes the time to really give you a, a piece of work that's well thought out. I, I don't even underground, overground, whatever you mainstream, whatever you want to label it. I like to give it that time. And I think we, we said that with the Lupe, which will be coming for 
um, you know, Drill Music and Zion. We'll be doing a full review on that too at some point pretty soon. So we we like to give these albums that are really heavily concept driven, like the time. So, but y'all check out his project, Black Sun Tzu, and uh, y'all, y'all let us know what you think because we will be covering or trying to get them on um, if the time permits um, at some point here soon. Okay. All right, man. I think uh, that about wraps it up, man. We're coming out of this. I don't know if you've been on this side of sports, but I mean, uh, the Raiders, they started their rookie mini camps. Uh, well, not rookie, not mini camps. What's it called? Rookie, uh, uh, rookie training. Uh, so they should be next week. We should be actually getting like real football out there where they're actually doing full practices. And then a week later, they should actually be doing the joint practices with teams. So the story is going to be coming back. We actually getting sports, uh, football back. You know what I mean? Football is, uh, right around the corner. Like I said, it's 50 days off, uh, before the season starts and everything. So, uh, yeah, man, this is, we, we, we made it through. We made it through that little rough little part right after the NBA season until now, cash. We made it. Yeah. 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 I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm just paying attention to everything on, you know, social media, much like you with, with the team. Not diving too back, too much back in, you know what I mean? Not buying into the hype, so to speak, in terms of, uh, you know, the off-season acquisitions and stuff like that. So I'm just taking it easy, man, because the last couple of years, when we were good after the, Super, you know, during the Super Bowl year, and then, you know, I just, was, you know, my, emotion, my emotions all over the place. Have we said what we're gonna do yet? We're breaking down. Don't sleep on the don't sleep on the Eagles, man. We're gonna we're gonna be breaking down these games in thorough. We're gonna break down the team. Uh, yeah. Eagles for that. So if you're an Eagles fan, like we're gonna go all in on, on, on the Eagles and make sure we put out uh some, some quality content. The Raider stuff is still gonna be there as well. I mean, but like hey, yeah, uh we're gonna try to focus in and you know find out what we want. We're gonna do that with the Eagles this year and kind of put out a lot of product on on that. So uh that's kind of where we're gonna be leaning on the NFL side. So gonna be yeah, check it, check it every out. Eagle game gonna get a full breakdown and we'll probably have another episode on that for it. And uh uh we'll talk about it a little bit more during the season as well, like uh what's going on in their uh their practices and their week to week moves as well. Yeah, for sure. We'll be a more of an in season thing and it, it may grow. We we you never know. Uh but we're gonna just try to give you like Good, good feedback on the the Eagles games and just everything in between. Kind of like we did last year, started it, um, found out some things that we liked about our separate podcasts about don't sleep on the Eagles, don't sleep on the Raiders, found out some things that were a little tougher, how to just, you know, cut it a little bit shorter, 15, 20 minutes, um, twice a week. We thought that would be good, but, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, work in progress, but we're going we're gonna to stick to it and see if we could blow this Eagles thing up. Raiders have a lot of, you know, fanfare. Try to get Prez back on the Raiders, you know what I mean? See if he he does uh his solo thing just to keep the algorithms algorithming. <laughs> and uh we'll go from there. But with that said, uh y'all, this is episode 171, a little bit of a long one, but you know, had a lot to talk about in these dog days of summer. Next week may may go short, never know. But we may lie yeah. and go long again. Just depends on what happens in between now and then. So uh, but that's that's all I got, man. So thank thank y'all for listening and thank y'all for sticking around. All right, we out.